I'm late. No, you got here right on time. No, I'm late. It's the late show. Sorry, I'm late. You're too late. <laughs> the wizard is never late. Can I help you? Yeah, I, uh, I'm gonna see the show. But not to come late. You are late. You're late, man. Always late, huh? The hour goes late. You're late. I'm not paying for those. But is he already too late to save his friends? You're too late! And I'm like, dude. <laughs> You're not going from Mary Poppins to a savage killer. <laughs> I would say yes, it lives up to the hype. <laughs> what little hype I had for it, it was pretty damn good. What's up? Hey, everyone. Late to the show podcast, John and Jake. Yep. Baby Driver. Good movie. No sentences, just words. That uh, was a sentence. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, this week, Late to the Show podcast, we're doing Baby Driver. We said it last week, now we're doing it. Isn't it funny how that works? Yeah. Uh, but me and John were just talking about the plight of trying to find all these movies to watch for Frizzle. Yeah. Um, John has it on Blu-ray. I went, okay, so yesterday, or the day before, I Google searched Baby Driver, where to stream. Because I wanted to watch it for free. And uh, I knew at one point I had seen it on uh, Netflix, I had thought. Or maybe I had seen it on Hulu or something. Mm. And show enough, it said you could watch it on Netflix with a Netflix link. And then it also said, watch it on Hulu. And then I went to Hulu. It's like, oh, you need a Showtime subscription to watch it on Hulu. You bastards. So then I went to Amazon and got my Showtime free seven-day preview uh, trial. trial. Trial, thank you. Yep. And uh, so I watched it for free. Better get in your binge watch Dexter now while you still have your... No, actually, um, Showtime series I do want to binge watch is uh, I'm Dying Up Here. Because I've been meaning to watch it and I just never did. Isn't, isn't that the one about the comedians? Mm-hmm. In the 70s. Hmm. Uh, Jim Carrey produced it. Nice. And it's got uh, it's got Sebastian Stan in it. He's actually... I, I watched the first episode at my parents' place and uh, it was good. Nice. It's got uh, Andrew Santino, who's an actual comedian. Um... Uh, Al Madrigal, he started the All Things Comedy with Bill Burr. Uh, then there's also Eric Griffin. He's a big fat, uh, uh, um, ethnic dude. He's a mix of a bunch of different things, but everyone calls him black, but he's not actually black. He's like Honduran and a bunch of other things. Okay. Yeah. So, I like all the comedians on the show, so I've just been meaning to watch it. Just, I just messed with my mic. I apologize. Let's just start over. The right. whole thing's ruined. All right. Hey, welcome everyone. Hey, Late to the up? show podcast. Uh, that's a good cutting point. Yeah. Okay, Baby Driver this week. Yeah. Good movie. Also the most recent movie that we've seen, if I'm not mistaken. Is it the most recent? I just checked Man From U.N.C.L.E. was 2015. 2017. We did Creed, though. Creed's older than 2017. Yeah, but at the time we did it. This movie was out. No, what I'm saying. No, what I'm saying is, Baby Driver. It doesn't matter how old Creed is. Creed's older than Baby Driver. This Baby Driver is the most recent movie we have seen. But at the time we did the review of Creed or the podcast, Baby Driver was still more recent of a movie. (sighs) Oh, yeah. No, Creed came out in 2015. And okay, Baby Driver came out in 2018. Okay, yeah. I I know. I'm doing the math. Okay, that's not the that's not the the math I'm doing. Baby Driver came out most recently. 
I know. But I'm thinking about the most recent to when we actually recorded it. That's a weird way of thinking about it. Why is that a weird way of thinking about it? Nobody thinks about things that way. I just did. Okay, well, congratulations. You're the first. <laughs> Anyways, Baby Driver, good movie. Yeah. and uh, That was it. Thank you, guys. Yep, that's about it. Oh, I know. This is our 31st episode. Uh, the 30th yeah. one was the one I just uploaded yesterday. Yeah, Man from Uncle. Yeah. Yep. The Man from Izzle. Uh, the Man from Ant. <laughs> Aunt. Um, Aunt, right. <laughs> it's right. It's British. Um, Baby Driver, the last thing anyone's going to appreciate Kevin Spacey for doing. Uh, I blame Kevin Spacey for this movie kind of underperforming because, like, nobody I know Underperforming? Really, well, okay, nobody I know really, like, has seen it. Like, I... What? A lot of people I know have, like, not seen it. Like, I'm like, hey, have you seen Baby Driver? And they're like, fuck's Baby Driver? I'm like... Oh, I feel the exact opposite. Oh, you feel like you're the one person who hasn't seen it? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I felt like the one person who hadn't seen it forever. Yeah. Because everyone's been telling me that the movie is dope as pocus, and I yeah. just never saw it. I think, okay, then let me let me rephrase that. Okay, so from our perspectives, it's a little different. I blame Kevin Spacey for the reason that I feel like nobody is still talking about this movie. Oh, that's a good that's a good way of putting it. Because there's a couple... Because it has kind of died off, but people still, like, when I'd say I haven't seen it, people are like, oh, you never saw it? Yes. Yeah. Now, uh, there, and there are a couple lines that are a little uncomfortable after we know what we know about Kevin Spacey. Like uh, when he's like, I was just blinded by the balls on that kid. I'm just like, maybe Kevin Spacey shouldn't deliver that line. <laughs> um, actually, his eyes dilated when he said that too. Like, oh. <laughs> um, the first time I saw a trailer for this movie, for whatever reason, I thought Nick Frost was playing Kevin Spacey's character. Because he was a bigger, because he was a fatter guy. Like, it just didn't immediately look like Kevin Spacey to me. Mm. And so, like, I've always thought, like, you know, if they went through and did, like, a for the all the money in the world thing where they replace him with, you know, Christopher Plummer and that. Christopher uh, Plummer. That's who they replaced Kevin Spacey with and all the money in the world. Oh, oh okay, okay. Sorry, um, sorry. I couldn't remember. If they replaced Kevin Spacey in this movie, I think Nick Frost probably would have played that role pretty well. I think he's too young. He's Is too he? young looking. He, really. he doesn't have a formidable presence like Kevin Spacey does. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think Doc has a formidable presence. It's all in... He's, he carries himself with that sort of a confidence, and I think that... I don't think Nick Frost could carry that. Well, give me just a second as I pull up a picture of Nick Frost on Instagram. Um, <laughs> because there have been several pictures I've seen from his uh, Instagram where I'm like, oh my god. He would make a great penguin. Maybe. <laughs> I was thinking more, it's like, he looks like... I don't just like this. I mean, let me let me pull it up here, and I will show you what I'm talking about. But uh, while while I'm looking for this, uh, since how this is your first time seeing the movie, if you'd care to uh, recap. Uh, okay, I'm not gonna recap it like we did the what, what was that was that uh, Fucking, the train movie that yes, no cursor. Yeah, just give the synopsis. Uh, young boy drive car fast. Him no here so good no more. Um, like music a lot. Uh, yeah, this is a movie by Edgar Wright, the guy who did... That's funny that we're talking about Nick Frost, now I know why. Yeah, um, that's and that's <laughs> the other reason why I thought perhaps it was him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so the guy who did Hot Fuzz, um, World's uh, End, World's Shaun, End of the Shaun of the Dead, thank you. <sighs> so Scott very versus the world. I didn't know he did that. Yep. Oh, okay. So very typical Edgar Wright film, music-based, or music-centric, music-focused? Not centric... Music this one plays a this, big part. This of it. one I would definitely call probably his most. Uh, music plays probably the biggest role in this film. 
Yeah. Well, I just meant like all of his films aren't music centric, but this one probably is. Oh yeah, this one definitely is. (laughs) Um, But no, it's a really cool movie, and uh, I really. um, It's kind of funny. So like the way the character Baby thinks about music and how he like integrates it with how he lives his life, Mm -hmm. like I'm assuming it's probably relatable to a lot of people. But I myself like to do that also. Like I like to pick a perfect song for doing certain things. Yeah. It's like no. No, no. Especially when I was in middle school and I actually did have an iPod Nano where you had yeah. the scroll wheel and stuff. Yeah. Just like that. Well, one of my favorite moments in this movie is the first time he's on the job with uh, Bats. Yeah, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. <laughs> and like, they're like taking forever while he's like, on the song. he's like, hold on, i got to start the song over again. He like backs it off. He's like, wait, wait. Okay, now you can go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did too. Um... <clears throat> By the way, spoiler alert, I really like that he was the one to kill bats. <laughs> yes. I was like, ah. As soon as I seen like those like rebar rods hanging off the back of that truck, I was like, all right. Nice. <laughs> I know what's going to happen with these. I can't find the pictures I'm looking for, but he's got... Nick Frost has like a bunch of like tattoos. He looks like, like this old school, like just kind of like a bruiser type of gangster character. Yeah, but that's not what I think of Kevin Spacey's no, character. In no, this. I get that. But I think he could... But I, you know... You could have altered it a little bit. I also think, like, I do think Nick Frost could have played it because if you've seen, have you seen uh, World's End? Yeah, his character in that was more calm, mild mannered. It wasn't a yeah, Nick but more Frost character. nerdy and afraid. Still, he wasn't like, afraid. I, yeah, he was. He was afraid of getting into trouble and partying too hard. No. Yeah, he, he was. D- no, he just didn't want to. He didn't want to get like fucking almost killed because of his friend again that's why they haven't talked in years yeah Spoiler there's alert, a fear in that. yeah that's that's what i mean by afraid i still think he would have been a good choice but kevin spacey was fine i also don't think i can like look at a fat guy and take him that serious like no friends nick frost but you've made a lot of money on being the fat guy in the movie it's kevin spacey's fat in this movie he's not that fat he's kind of fat in this movie he's, i would but he's not he's not nick frost fat but he's not also not nearly as skinny as he used to be <laughs> Uh, okay, who else Anyways. could play the role of Kevin Spacey? This is a fun game. I think Willem Dafoe could have played that role. I don't know. I, it's a lot of stuff I've seen Willem Dafoe in, at least for me, and this is kind of, I guess, the same issue that you have with Nick Frost. I can't really divorce him from like the other things he's done, where he's kind of just a little too over the top for everything. But I'm thinking and, like, like John Wick Willem Dafoe, where he was very undertoned maybe i don't i don't i don't think willem dafoe would be that great of a pick for that that no. part either i could no. almost see nicholas cage doing it no i could like i said it's a type of nicholas cage like yeah. div, like don't think ghost rider 2 no i know but it's it, but, it, but a lot of a lot of nick cage's like even his best stuff is still over the top well it's just it's in the right context that that works yeah, but, I mean, he's not always over the top. He doesn't have to be over the top in every movie. No, and he's not. but he is a lot of the time. Yeah, but I could see him doing that role well if he played it cool and collected. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've just mostly thought about Nick Frost playing that role, so it's like <laughs> I've... Well, since it's a theme of Kevin Spacey getting replaced, I thought it'd yeah. be fun to think no, about yeah, no, I know. Like I had, could put I hadn't there. put much more thought into it beyond, huh, Nick Frost could have probably played that role. <laughs> um, I 
I don't know. I'm trying to think of like really big stars, but then it'd be like distracting that they're so big. But I guess not. Kevin Spacey. I mean, Kevin Spacey, up until this point, was a massive star. Right. I was thinking like maybe Tom Cruise could, but I was like, nah. He's he's like too. Tom Cruise. They would have to make him look as small as he actually is in real life, and I don't think he would ever allow that. No, God, no. Scientology wouldn't allow that. <laughs> they don't want anyone knowing he's actually only like five four. Yeah. But if they showed him to be like that, a really small guy... I think that might have actually been... I, I, can, I can see that, and I like where you're going with that, because it's like, you're just a short little guy, but people are fucking <laughs> scared of that guy. I'd be sc- I'm scared of Tom Cruise in real life. Well, yeah. The I actual mean, real life five foot four Tom Cruise. Well, yeah. I, I'm I, afraid I, to say that right now. Scientology's knocking at my window. <laughs> they will be once we upload this. They're going to have to... <laughs> just blood splatters all over you. <laughs> We gotta get in the line behind the mouse, though, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do you think has more power, Scientology or Disney? Ooh. <laughs> Disney. Yeah? Yeah, I'm gonna say Disney. What if they're working together? They probably are. <laughs> um, so, Baby Driver. Yeah, Baby Driver. Let's talk about the movie we're talking about. Uh, weren't we? Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, uh, so, did you see this one in theaters? Yes. Okay. did see this in theaters. Um, and if this was the, uh, the scene that got you podcast, uh, <laughs> shout out to that one. Dylan Hatcher. Um. Hit him up, guys. Uh, the, uh, the scene that got me is that fucking first, uh, getaway drive at the beginning of the, uh, of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, right when, basically, like, they go in, and he, like, starts dancing to the music, like, in the car, just kind of waiting, mm-hmm. like, surface drumming on everything, and, like... Hits the windshield wipers because they're kind of in time to the song, right? And all that. I'm like, I'm fucking sold. And then <laughs> the the next, it was in the trailer, the bit where he like drifts around it and like the car turns backwards. Mm-hmm. And I wish, I wish we could have seen him pull out of that turn. Um, but whether or not that's actually a practical turn to turn, because apparently this was all practical like stunt driving. Oh, really? Yes. That's cool. So whether or not that's an actually practical turn to get out of. Mm-hmm. I have no idea, um, but it looked fucking cool. Yeah, it did. I feel like that's also how they kept the budget of this movie so low. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's $34 million. It's not a, a little bit of money. That's a lot of money, but, but it's not like a fucking blockbuster. Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's not endgame money. <laughs> it's not $500 million. Yeah. So relatively low, but yeah, I feel like probably doing pa- practical effects, you know. Helped. But yeah. at the same time, you got to pay the insurance on the stunt drivers. They don't have insurance, John. <laughs> Um, and then the last part in that scene when uh, he fi- makes the escape because he, he finds the two red cars that are driving parallel to each other. Mm-hmm. And he pulls in and then he like forces a different one into the middle. Right. So that he can make a getaway while they keep following the car they think is him. Yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> so I was pretty much just hooked right there at the beginning mm-hmm. of this one. Yeah, uh, that really caught me at first too. Because like I said, like that'd definitely be some shit I'd do in middle school. Like... The whole, like, drumming on everything, picking the perfect song, and really getting into the music. And then he has, like, the playlist for his drive also. Yep. Um, Not that I was driving in middle school, wink. But, uh, (laughs) um, and then I I actually really like the scene where um, the Shaun of the Dead nod, where he's walking to get coffee. Yep, and it's all the one long take. Yeah, but the... um, the music beats that he follows there, and then also like the different lyrics popping up in the background and on the trees and stuff. Yeah, 
That was as like the graffiti and shit. Yeah. Yep. Uh, really like that. And there's one point where the I think the song goes like whoa 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 or something like that, and there's like a police siren that goes and beat to it. Well, and then when he's ordering coffee, he's like yeah 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 <laughs> yeah into the as if he's on a mic right those earbuds. Yeah, 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 he's holding it, like, here, like he was... Oh, I didn't notice he was holding it out in front of him. I just, like, noticed it as him, like, kind of, like, thinking while he was, like, ordering And that's what he was supposed to... But I didn't notice he grabbed the mic. That's funny. Yeah, because he took one out and held it, like, right in front of his mouth. (laughs) So that he would be, like, as if he was on the mic. Right. So I have to keep turning around on my waters behind me. No, that's okay. So, a big part of this movie is, uh, Miles, baby... Baby Miles. Just He's, baby. <laughs> he B-A-B-Y, has... baby. Yeah. He has tinnitus, so he listens to music all the time to drown out the ringing in his ears. The little hum in the drum. Uh, and then at the very end of the movie, spoiler alert, um, someone shoots a gun right John off Ham's by character. both his ears. Spoiler. Yeah. If we're spoiler Buddy. alerting. Buddy. Buddy shoots a gun, fires a gun off right next to both of his ears and deafens him further. Yes. And they like played into um baby's perspective by like when he wakes up in the car again like it's all muffled now yep but they didn't continue that throughout the movie well i mean it was uh, there weren't that many more lines that baby would have heard well i mean there was like the courtroom and stuff like that or Mm -hmm. i mean like when he said you don't belong in this world to uh deborah before he got out of the car and then he like went up to put his hands up to get arrested and stuff i know the music kind of took over at that point too yep but and then his time in jail i was curious like when they actually did the ear exam if like they were able to fix his ears or what exactly who knows Mm. um actually i noticed this time too um why did they need a whole trial uh because he surrendered kind of figured he would have just pled guilty probably could have gotten a better deal well, I mean, he surrendered so the car wouldn't get shot at. No, I he guess He still that. probably pled his case because he's like, well, I can lessen this. <laughs> I mean, if you plead not guilty, like, usually your lawyer will be like, if you plead guilty, you can, you know, we can, we've got like this sort of like an arrangement where it's like, you will exchange this for this much jail time type of a thing, a lessened sentence. I mean, he still got out in five years because, of course, he was going to make his parole because he was a model prisoner. Yeah, it was probably actually two and a half with good behavior. Well, the, that was the five-year parole. I know, but typically, sometimes they cut that in half, even if you're good behavior. Oh. I mean... I watched a lot of Law & Order, John. Okay. Well, the five years was a fifth of his total jail sentence, <laughs> so... Yeah. <laughs> he was sentenced to 25 years, for those who aren't good at math. Yeah, and it's hard for him, because, uh, you know, you can't hear someone sneaking up behind you with a shank yeah. when you've been deafened like he was. Yeah. Uh, but it was kind of a little bit of poeticness that he had been learning knowing how to use sign language the whole time with his uh foster father joe 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 okay yeah joe played by an actual deaf man oh really yep that's cool yes i thought you were about to say played by an actual black guy i was like what (laughs) (laughs) i know he's a black guy not i was surprised that he actually was a black guy he's a black guy yes black deaf guy yes uh an actual deaf man played that uh, played that role. That's cool. So I I was curious because I hadn't ever seen him in anything before. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but um, yeah, baby had the sign language down pretty good too. Yep. Well, apparently Ansel Elgort had to actually learn sign language to even talk with the guy. So 
Oh yeah. Period. It's not like he had somebody else there to. Well, I didn't know if maybe he just learned the lines in sign, and then that was it. I mean, I guess he probably focused more on the lines, but had a general had to get a general idea of sign language. Yeah. Um. What was I thinking? I was thinking about something. I can't remember what it was. Um. Oh, I like the speaker touch to feel the vibrations of the music and then how yeah. he does that again at the end. But I thought it was also kind of weird because on a car, it's got like that plastic coating yeah. so he couldn't actually touch the speaker. <laughs> but you could probably still feel the vibration <laughs> from it, so just not as well. Right, because they actually show Joe in the apartment actually puts his hand on the An part of the speaker, speaker that like reverberates and bumps yep. the uh, diaphragm of the speaker. And then Baby does it at the end of the movie. But you know how Car has that mesh, like, hard plastic on it. Yeah. <laughs> I like what they did, but I was like, he couldn't feel that. But it didn't look like that car had that mesh on it. Yeah, it did. Because that's why I had that thought. I was like, oh, but he oh, didn't yeah. feel that. He didn't actually feel the speaker. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I, I like how they don't really go too far in depth on his backstory either. Yeah. Like you, you just... get all you need out of it with three little flashbacks. Yep. That, and then Kevin Spacey's character, Doc, quickly going, it's like, yeah, he stole one of my cars, he's paying me back for it. Done. Yeah. Got it, so that's why he's here. And uh, I kind of like how they, in my idea, I felt like they played this movie up to be a little bit of a switcheroo on who the villain was. Yes. Because... The way the movie starts off, Doc is this foreboding character, and you think, oh, fuck, he's going to keep Baby on the leash for as long as he can. And I thought, actually, because I misunderstood the um, conversation when uh, uh, Baby recounted all the uh, like information on the bank heist back mm-hmm. to Doc correctly, or the yep. armored car heist, Yep. when they said we have uh, two people or two other cars that are going to be watching out, I thought he meant for them. I didn't realize they meant for the bank that they were robbing from. So, like, when those guys showed up and had guns in the other cars, the other vehicles, you know? The one dude had a pistol and the other guy had, like, a machine gun. Oh, it was the same guy. No, it wasn't. There's two other trucks that were chasing them. No, there's one truck chasing them the whole time. Where'd the other guy's SMG go? It was the same guy. The one dude chased them that whole time. I could have swore there was another guy. Nope. One guy. Are you sure? Yes. They were also driving a truck, though. I know, but I thought there was three trucks at one time because no. Baby was in the middle and there was two trucks on the side of him and they were pushing him back and forth on the road for, at one point. No. What? No, there's just the one truck chasing them. No, hold yes. on one sec. Fuck this. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, it's you're wrong. This is like my third or fourth time seeing this movie. Why did I put that together then? What are you typing? Armored car or armored truck, I guess. You can. (laughs) So there's the blue truck, that guy. Who I thought was Denzel at first. And there's that guy's pistol. Still them. There's the same blue truck. Guy in the blue truck reached under his thing. Oh, I didn't... 
I don't know why I blipped that out in my head. That it was the same blue truck. Yep. God, I feel fucking stupid. I'm trying to figure out why I got that in my head, though. There has to be a scene here where there was three yeah, trucks just, in the world. Just let it play out for a little bit here. By the way, flee from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yep. Maybe that van there is what you were seeing? I don't know. And then there's the semi here. Oh, yeah, well, I didn't think the semi. I really thought at one point, I was like, I wonder what happened to the other truck when I watched this last night. I don't know why. Pans out from this guy. Not well. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know why I got confused like that. But what I was saying was, I thought that they meant they were working for Baby. They were going to help Baby get away with this heist. When he said there was someone who's going to be there, like a third part, like another person okay. who's going to be there to like try and ensure that the truck doesn't get robbed, which is what that guy was there for, the yeah. guy in the blue truck. So when. They started attacking Baby. I was like, oh, fuck. This is the point where Kevin Spacey is going to, like, frame Baby and this crew and, like, put all the past heists on them because, like, he'd read in the newspaper that, like, the news was thinking that all these heists were connected anyway. Yep. I was like, oh, fuck. This is where Kevin Spacey pulls some shit. And then it, and then I was like, oh, wait, no. I just heard that wrong. Yeah. So, but my point being was that you think Kevin Spacey is going to be this bad guy. Yep. And then um, it ends up being John Hamm instead. Yes. <laughs> Who was actually nice to Baby at first. Yep. And then because Baby tried to get away, it cost him the person he loved and cared about. <laughs> so he went absolutely apeshit. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, I really kind of felt like his character was pretty bitch-ass after Bats got to him in the diner, too. After he started calling him Wall Street and stuff, oh, and he yeah. like pegged him on who he was. Yeah. And then uh, um, uh, Darling was like, you don't want to see him mad. I was like, this is lame. I'm going to get the you don't want to see him mad speech. I still think it works, personally. Yeah, but like he still didn't do anything by the end of it. He didn't really accomplish He killed a couple cops. You know, it's because Baby was better. And he killed Kevin Spacey. And he didn't kill Kevin Spacey. But like... Good job, John Hamm. He really didn't show off anything by doing that. He just like chased him a little longer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, and he, he had every intention of killing uh, Deborah first. Yeah. Um, but, you know, first in the diner, the cops show up. So he's like, don't want to get caught doing this. And then Baby shoots him, which... You know, he wasn't expecting to have happen. And then he wasn't he, really... Yeah, but he kind of should have been. He probably should have expected that <laughs> You walked in with a gun first. Yeah. So you should have expected someone was going to shoot you at some point. True, but he probably wasn't thinking Baby would do it while the cops were in the in the diner. <laughs> also, come on, Baby. Aim for the head. Yeah. You've been in this business for a while now. <laughs> yes, but he very clearly tried to stay away from any of the violence. Yeah, I was actually thinking on this viewing, it would have almost been interesting if they hadn't continued to establish Bats, Bats as such a psychopath who just 
shoots everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it would been it would have been interesting if he like is like, hey, I'm gonna help, if he flipped and helped, baby. Yeah. Get out of it. I at one point I was thinking like, what if Bats is actually like an undercover cop or something? Yeah. Because he said like all those uh, guy the butcher and all of his people were cops. Yeah. I was like, what if that's all just like part of a thing? Like you know they weren't actually dead. It was yeah. like a staged like uh, firefight. Thank you, firefight. Yeah. I was like that. That would have been kind of cool. It also would have been kind of like you know a dream sequence in a movie. It's like nah. Yeah. So it was never real. Yeah, I still like the way annoying. it panned out. Yeah, I did like, too. I for sure did. I, I was, and then yeah, the the final switcheroo that Kevin Spacey's like, you know, actually cared about baby. Yeah, but it was kind of like too fast of a switcheroo. He was like, no, baby, fuck you. This is closed. I'm not helping you. Then the girl comes in, gives him a hug. It's like, all right. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I have no complaints with this movie. I just thought that was like kind of like... That was kind of a quick switcheroo. Right. It's like, that was all it took? Well, and then like the said, only line that he has to support it is, I was in love once. Yeah, so... Okay. <laughs> By the way, I like his nephew in this movie, too. Yeah, oh, God, that was <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Uh, did you oh. know it was, this movie took place in Atlanta right away, or? Mm-hmm. Oh, you did? Yeah, because they went to the Bank of Atlanta. Well, I didn't know it until, um, he started delivering pizzas, and it said, uh, um, Goodfellas, ATL, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, shit, it's Atlanta. And I was like, that makes sense why he has a southern drawl. Oh, see, yeah, again, I knew as soon as they robbed the first bank, and it was Bank of Atlanta. Ah, uh, I um, didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know what, honestly, I'm more upset that they weren't sweatier then, because Atlanta's Hot as shit. Yeah, well. All this also, no strip clubs in Atlanta? Come on. I mean, they don't they're not robbing strip clubs. Yeah, but Maybe strippers gotta be. walk to work, John. You should be seeing strippers on the street all over the place. I've never been to Atlanta, so neither have I. Oh, okay. Um It's A Town boy. Lil John was nowhere to be seen. I didn't hear yeah once. Except for when I'm, baby said it. That's fair. Um, I did like that bit though, where he was a driver for the the pizza parlor. Yeah, and he's just like raking in hella tips too yeah. by getting the pizza there super fast. And the guy, he, first one, he's like, "Oh, that was fast." Like, yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> he's the opposite of Peter Parker delivering pizzas, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> you'll never get a pizza if if Peter Parker's your delivery guy. <laughs> Joe's twenty nine minute guarantee is a promise, man. Uh, Spider-Man 2 is a good movie. It is a good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. So is Baby Driver. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Let's talk about that movie. Baby Driver? Yeah, let's talk I've about Baby Driver. It. You've been kind of getting off topic a little bit. Just I've noticed. Bit, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, think I you like it at all. No. No. One thing I did notice this time <laughs> watching the movie, um, I had no segue there, so That's just fine. jump right into it. Um, and, and maybe I just zoned it out. Their discussion about the fact that everybody's name is a code name... Seem oh, to yeah. kind of come out of nowhere, because like just all of a sudden John Hamm's like, "Do you really think your name is Bats?" <laughs> like, and like I'm like, "Did I, I must have missed what Jamie Fox said mm. to prompt uh, John Hamm to say that?" But uh, yeah, I don't think I remember what he said to say it either. Yeah, and then he's just like, "Do you think my name's Buddy?" And she's and then she's like, "Do you think my name is Darling?" Maybe he said something about like, "I'm, I'm he did say something about why his name is Bats." I guess. Probably. I, I don't remember what it was. But then I was like, also, like, that's pretty hard for Eddie No-Nos, formerly known as Eddie the Nose, Nose. Because 
his name is about his face. You can yeah. see a nose stitched to his face. Yeah. That's like what? a different shade of skin. <laughs> Why'd like, you change it? Oh, that's a no-nose no-no right there. <laughs> but like, that, that's not so much a, like a code name as much as it is just his name. Yeah. Like, if you heard that there was a heist pulled by some guy named Eddie No-Nose, I'd be looking at the guy with nose stitches immediately. That was, actually, that was something else I noticed. Uh, JD... The guy with all the tattoos, yeah. which first off was one of my favorite lines in the movie. When he's like, "Your tattoo says hat." It used to say hate, but to improve employability, I had the e covered up. Does it work? Who doesn't like hats? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's one of my favorite lines in the movie. But then, dude has shitload of tattoos. Why is he? He his sleeves were rolled up. It's like if anybody sees that guy ever, like yeah. that's super like. Well, that's all of them. Literally everyone except Baby and Doc had a shit ton of tattoos. Yeah, but they were usually covered up in some way. Like, uh, Bats I guess, had, but they were all up to their jawline. Bats had, I mean, Bats had the mask down that went past oh, his Oh, you're neck. saying when they pulled the heist. Yeah, when they pulled the, yeah. Obviously, when they're just hanging out, it doesn't matter. Well, that's what I thought you were talking about. No, I was no. like, I guess they when were wearing long sleeves. When they were pulling <laughs> the heist, like, yeah. his arms were covered. He had gloves on his hand. The mask was down past his neck, so you couldn't see... Uh, you couldn't see any tattoos. Fucking JD had all of these tattoos when sleeves rolled up. Oh, were his rolled up? Well, yeah. that's why he got killed, spoiler alert. Yeah. Because he's a fucking dipshit. He left his shotgun behind and... Got oh, the I wrong was, mask. <laughs> I was actually reading the trivia for that. The re- they were originally going to be the Michael Myers mask from the movie Halloween. Uh-huh. But apparently they couldn't get the rights. <laughs> so they contacted Mike Myers and were like, Hey, can we use like masks of you... <laughs> for this and he was like yeah sure and like they explained the the scene to him uh-huh. so well that... and it made a better joke anyway. oh oh absolutely <laughs> like that's such i got a really joke. excited when i seen them pull out the austin powers mask. i was like oh i got it wrong <laughs> fucking dummy <laughs> also, it is a halloween mask <laughs> no the killer dude from the movie halloween oh jason <laughs> um but also, they were told not to buy all their masks at one time, and the one guy provided three masks for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the same guy, too. It was JD. JD kept fucking up. Yeah. Yeah, really, I actually didn't put all together all the different fuck-ups, other than, like, buying the wrong mask and leaving a shotgun behind. Yeah. So, but, like, I like the idea that it was also, one, he probably had too many tattoos with his sleeves rolled up. Yep. Uh, two, um... He bought all the masks. Yeah, he was the one who bought all of them. Yeah. But it's also on the other guys, too, because they didn't... They yeah, apparently they didn't go get go in prepared. <laughs> JD's the one kid who did everyone's class project, but he did a shitty job of it. Yeah. So they killed him for it. That they did. <laughs> Do you uh, think Doc killed him, or they killed him? I think, I think Bats killed him. Mm. Bats was very eager always to kill people. Yeah. So. And he said it, too. He was. Oh, yeah. Like, when they, when they saw the undercover cop, he's like, the cop's like, have we met before? He's like, I don't know. Are you still alive? He's like, yeah. We ain't never met. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, oh, no, he said he does drugs to support a crime habit. Yeah. <laughs> you do crime to support a drug habit. I do drugs to support a crime habit. <laughs> wow, fucking poetic. <laughs> Uh, I do like um, Jamie Foxx. He like really stuck to that character though too. Oh yeah. Like the fast talking and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and it never died off. Like, 
he didn't just do it to like introduce his character and show what a wild man he is. He kept it consistent throughout the movie. The only time I think he ever kind of like slowed it down and was more deliberate was when he hopped in the car. No, when he hopped, well, that, and then when he hopped in the car when uh, Baby was trying to leave uh, to get Deborah to just leave. Oh. Um, And then uh, Buddy caught him and then uh, Bats hopped in the car with him. Mm -hmm. And Bats is like, you know, asking him about the recording, the recorder and everything. Right. So that was a surprise twist on the movie. I didn't think, and it didn't last very long either. Their distrust in baby. Well, I'm, I was thinking that at least bats probably would have done something, but I mean, baby was able to prove that. That's why I say like, it didn't last very long. I guess the big point of it is to like, kind of show baby's world crumbling a little bit. Like everything he thought he had locked down is like starting to fall apart. Yep. Like the world he thought he could go to after he gets done with this gig is falling apart because now they've attacked Joe. They've got his stash of tapes out. Now Deborah's life is possibly threatened. Yeah. So I I guess it serves that purpose as like the first step in all of that happening. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, I I really like John Hamm though too because like after uh, they were listening to that Queen song together, mm-hmm. he really does feel like almost like a brotherly type figure. And yeah. then when he stopped him out in the garage, I was like. Is he gonna let him go? Well, and, then and I think he, he may have, or well, he well, would he, have. He told him had to. bats not hopped in the car. He's like, if you're just here to joyride and you're not in it for, you know, the job, just leave, right, and don't come back. Because like, and he even said he's like, you know, I've got enough worrying about bats. Do I have to worry about you too? Mm-hmm. Like, because he knew Baby was consistent. Like, it's like this is who Baby is. I can. This is what I can rely on Baby to do. Mm-hmm. So. And what'd you think about the lo- his line at the beginning of the movie after the first heist? He says, "Next time Doc calls, don't answer." Yeah. Do you think that was him trying to tell him to get out of this game because he's so young, or do you think it's him saying like, "You're fucking weird. I don't want to work with you next time." I think it was him just. I think it was literally him just telling him to take a break. Oh, okay. Just like, dude, you know, just let the next one ride. Also, you think Griff is actually dead, John Barenthal's character? No. Because at the beginning, he's like, "If you don't see me again, I'm dead." And then he gets off and you don't see him again for the rest of the movie. I just thought it meant because, uh, well, I don't know why they would kill him. No, I know, I'm just saying, do you think, like, it's an Edgar Wright movie. To me, that, that sort of a little detail means, yeah, he's just, he's dead somewhere. I just like, thought it meant, like, he, because he's not going to stop his crazy lifestyle. So that's just yeah. what it meant. If you don't see me on another gig, I'm probably dead. Yeah. Just I don't think it really carried me. any weight other than just to kind of like show what his character is like. To put an extra detail on this character who doesn't appear again in the movie. Yeah, it's just to me like it, it, a lot of Edgar Wright's like things are put in intentionally. Right, very especially for Yeah, especially for callbacks usually later. So I just figured... You know what have been really funny? Dead. If John Barenthal was a teller at the bank. <laughs> yeah. Although, that lady's a fucking snitch. She's a snitcheroony. The Who was the teller? And he, baby, like, kind of shakes his head for her. Oh, and he immediately, and she immediately gets... gets a cop. It's like, you fucking snitch. You asshole. <laughs> you blew this heist for baby. You're no. lucky you were a character witness in his trial. <laughs> she didn't blow the heist for baby. Yeah, she, yeah, she did. Had she not gone and grabbed... The, if she just would have turned around and left, that heist would have been fine. Probably, most Probably. likely. Because they're fucked when there's should... a cop standing right there, 10 feet away from the car, and now everyone's coming out to the car. 
Yeah. And then Batch shoots him with a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually another thing I liked too, because the, then I just remember what bats like they hits him and the glasses, the sunglasses break. And he keeps maybe him on was, for a long fucking time. Not that I was actually remembering the scene at the beginning when John Barenthal was hassling him and like he took his glasses and then Baby pulled out another pair and then he slapped those glasses off and Baby just pulled out another pair out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, I was reading more trivia. Apparently, part of Edgar Wright's thought process on that is he got all those sunglasses and iPods from stealing cars. Like that's from because he stole like that was what he would do is he would just steal cars, boosting as the youth call it. Yes, (laughs) um, and uh, so Edgar Wright's like he figured the biggest collection of stuff he would have from those cars because he couldn't keep the cars was he'd keep sunglasses and iPods from people's cars and probably Lucky Rabbit's feet also off of people's keys. Maybe no, he would he would hotwire the car so he wouldn't have the keys. Yeah, Mm. but yeah. You know what you'd probably have a big stash of? What? Those little clovers that you get when you throw coins in a charity bucket at oh, a stoplight. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably got a million of those little red flowers. He probably stopped collecting. I was like, I have too many of these. He's got like 3,000 packets of lion's mints. <laughs> <laughs> Like he's got the he's got the the floorboard where he puts the money and then like just a little down he's got the floorboard with lions mints and the clovers <laughs> and all those things lions club mints, four <laughs> H bookmarks, yeah, yeah I definitely like a lot of like um I don't know what I guess it would just be called like a lot of Edgar Wright's style that mm-hmm. he puts on this movie well and. Uh, and I, I would guess I would call them tropes, but they're not something he uses in every movie. It's the idea of the type of stuff he does in every movie. As they, as they would call it on, uh, uh, I believe on IMDb, they call them either like a director's trademark or director's like oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, signature or some, something like that. But yeah, I know. His I know signature is all over this movie. Oh, yeah. Like Lots every time, like, well, almost every gunfight scene because the bullets bullet firing matches with the beats of the music like the whole thing is edited to music yeah and it's great. i love that i was almost wondering if that's kind of like a cheap way to get people to enjoy a movie but it's also very difficult to do so i wouldn't say it's cheap no i was every time i watch it i'm like i cannot imagine the nightmare of trying to edit this movie like film it in such a way that you could then edit it exactly down to the beats of the music yeah um Another piece of trivia I was reading. Apparently, when they would read their pages for like scenes, he also gave them. It's like here's a curated playlist. Listen to it at specific moments to get in, to so you get the mood, the rhythm of your yeah. lines for this scene, or the rhythm of your action for the scene. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, also thinking about how it's edited, I feel like the editor and the sound designer would have to work very closely together too. Oh yeah, like because sometimes it's just the editor edits the film, picture lock. Sends it to sound guy, and then the sound guy kind of, well, I mean, there's different sound guys. Sound effects editor would add everything in, and the sound mixer chooses what to keep. Yeah, I imagine at well, least the music part, that guy, the the music, and the video editor sat down together the whole time. And by the way, I I've noticed that uh, movies where they have an idea for the music in pre-production. They're fucking awesome because that's what Guardians of the Galaxy was, yeah, especially yeah. the first one. The second one probably was too, but, but not... it felt more integrated in the first one. Yes, where they didn't actually have to talk about the song because in the second one they talk about uh, Brandy, Brandy, you're a fine girl. It's like, yeah, okay. 
Yeah. It's it's better when it's just part of the movie because it's just part of it's the movie. part of the movie, right? Yeah. I don't need you to get meta about it and start talking about like it. Like how Baby's killer track is Brighton Rock, Brighton Brighton Beach Rock or just Brighton, Brighton Rock. Rock? Brighton Rock. Which does have a fucking awesome Yeah, I'd never guitar. heard the song before. Me neither. <laughs> um oh, and then uh I like how it was Kind of a callback, but at the end when he wakes up in the car, they've gotten away from Buddy, and he wakes up to uh, Easy Like Sunday Morning, sung by his mom. Yep. It made sense why when he was listening to the song as the car with JD and it's getting crushed, that he was having flashbacks of his mom. You think it's just because the car's getting crushed, but it's actually because of the song. It's a song. It's probably both, but... Well, and I also feel it kind of represents that, that freedom he feels. Like, it's like, finally, I'm out of this. Because, like, that was his last job. He, mm-hmm. was, he was square with Doc. Or so it's, he thought. Yeah, it's, well, he was square. Now Doc's <laughs> like, all right, cool. Now you're gonna, you want to keep working with me, right? Or I'll break your legs and kill everyone you love. Yeah, you know, that's how like it works. Like this girl I just saw you with. You like her? If you like her a little bit, I'll kill her. I don't give a shit. Yeah, she's pretty. Let's keep it that way. But then see, like, why does he, like, stuff like that makes? I mean, granted, he may not have actually, but he may well have. Yeah, like, yeah. I absolutely think he would have. But then, like, it. why would he be like? All right, I'll risk everything to help you out, and I'll sacrifice my life to help you out now. Even though two days ago I said I'd fucking slaughter everyone you love and break your legs. Yeah. Including the girl you were with that same day when I said it to you. Yes. (laughs) And she was the one who changed his mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you touch 14-year-old gay boys. You're a fickle man. And then try to use the fact that you're gay as an excuse. Yeah. Good job, Kevin Spacey. Do you think... So if Doc is his nickname, do you think his real name is Kevin Spacey in this movie? Maybe. Do you think this is what Kevin Spacey, like, has to run away and do now? Is, like, run bank heists? (laughs) Do you think Kevin Spacey was his mom's producer? What? (laughs) Baby's mom's producer, because she was a singer. No. Probably not. No. He's a rich guy, though. Uh, yeah, it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You know what I like about this movie is the same thing I like about John Wick One. They don't give you too deep of a look into this world of crime that they have. You just start exploring it into the movie. Yeah, like everyone who's in it knows what's going on, and that's what matters. Right. That's what's so cool about John Wick One. I want to start finding more movies like that. I feel like the Bourne movies might be kind of like that. No, not at all. No, nah, not really. Well, I know because Jason Bourne doesn't know, but I feel like he kind of has to discover it's, as he goes anyway. But it's still it's still kind of a spy thrill. I, I don't think... It doesn't have the same... I know the feeling you're talking about with John Wick and Baby Driver. Bourne identity does not have that feel to it. Damn. What you're looking for, the Bourne identity does not have. Okay. I just... That's kind of... I haven't seen any of them, like, so I wouldn't know, really. And I just the, had that kind of thought, like, maybe it would since he's like waking up and he would already be kind of in the world because he's a sleeper cell he's not a sleeper cell he has amnesia oh that's all it is yeah he literally has amnesia oh that's why he can't remember he he has all these skills that are like muscle memory reflexes Mm. and so those still work but he doesn't like he's like i have no idea why i literally he's like at one point he's like it's flat road through here i know i can sprint for like however far without stopping and he's like, but I don't know why I know that information. Oh, okay. So it's it's different because like in John Wick, in this, like you said, all the characters know, including the main character. Yeah. They get how this all works. You know, a movie would have probably been better if it had that feel? Would have been American Ultra. 
See, I didn't see that one. It's not that good. Because that, that's kind of like a J- Jason Bourne movie. Yeah, but I feel like even if he didn't know, if, like, it felt like everyone knew, but no one knew what was going on. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I gotcha. Mm. Because, like, everyone around him pretended not to know, but actually knew. And then there were people higher up in the government that knew and were trying to intervene. I don't know. It felt like if they would have played that movie differently, like with a different take on it, it would have been a lot better than it was. Yeah. And that's not even like knocking on like anyone's performance, really. Just the movie was only okay. I gotcha. <sighs> uh, but Baby Driver was a good one. Yes, Baby Driver was fantastic. And uh, like I said, I... Like, after finishing it, I had no complaints with it. I mean, like, I know we've talked about stuff now, but it's not... It wasn't anything that ruined the movie for me. Yeah, that's fair. I really liked it. And also, like I said in my tweet, I've never felt less cool. Yeah. Like, less suave or fucking... Because everybody in this movie is fucking cool. Right. Except for Deborah, She's not that cool. I'm just kidding. She's cool. (laughs) You know, actually, you know who's not cool... The, the the guy who works the who like owns the diner. Yeah, he's a dick. He's kind of a dick. Is he was that Bo or Bob's? Bo's. Bo's, okay. Bo's diner. Well that was probably the, Bo then. Probably. <laughs> Bo's an asshole. Yes. The only thing that bugged me about this movie is that I ha- that I have had a very similar concept for a movie, like in my head for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then I saw like the trailers for Baby Driver, I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> but you it would it would have been less car focused and more like gunfight focused okay like more more john wick not not serious or like like john wick is mm-hmm. more of kind of the tone of baby driver but more like the style of john wick yeah you know what movie yours one kind of sounds more like hmm. did uh you see the trailers this movie came out maybe two years ago i think it was called firefight yep did you I know see it right. yeah no, i didn't see it. it's the one with uh, brie larson and uh Charlotte Copley and where they're like all in a warehouse. Yeah. I yeah. thought that movie looked fucking good. And was I, it? I, I never saw it. Oh. <laughs> but like it looks like it'd have that vibe that you were talking about since it's more gunfight centric. Yeah. You want to do firefight for next week? Yeah, we're both late to it on that yeah. one. Yeah. What was another <sighs> movie but... I was thinking of? It was, oh, we need to do the movie Down With Love because I saw Ewan McGregor earlier. Down With Love, it uh, came out in like 2004. Four or five, I think. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's a comedy more so. I don't know. I guess I could. I guess you'd call it a romantic comedy, okay. but it focuses more on the funny, and it's like really kind of like, wit like. I guess witty would be how I call it. It's it's a really good movie. Okay. I think you'd like it a lot. Well, uh, we'll see. Well, we will determine a movie, but um. No, I think a lot of too the reason I came to Baby Driver with after Man from Uncle is that uh style is very Well, it that. yeah, it's it's another very much like style over substance movie. I don't necessarily think there's a real deep meaning for this movie, mm-hmm. but I think the way it's done and presented is so damn good that that's what matters is the right. stylistic way that everything plays out. Mm-hmm. So style over substance. Yes. You know, what movie I was thinking is the opposite of style over substance. What? It's substance over style. Is uh, Rain Over Me with Adam Sandler and uh, Don Cheadle. I haven't seen it. Well, it's like a movie that's just like 
depressed. It gets like depressing and then more depressing and then further depressing. And but when you think about the way the movie's done, there's like no. There's no vibe to the movie other than depressing. Hmm. I have no idea who directed it either. So like there was like no style to the movie. It's just like things play out and play out and play out. That would be a movie that's substance over style. But yeah. I would say it doesn't like I wouldn't say that that's a make bad, bad movie. No, I was but I, make I don't bad. think it made it any better either. Yeah. Like it, I mean, it it feels like sometimes if you go substance over style, that could maybe be Oscar Beatty. Yeah, like, uh, did you see the uh, newest version of uh, Stars Born with no. Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga? Newest uh, version? Was there an old one? Yeah, there's this has been remade like four times. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I, I saw a little bit of it on my, mine and Kate's cruise. Yeah, <laughs> I like, saw the end of it. Um, after he dies. Yeah, I was going to say, spoiler alert, he kills himself. Um, but, because uh, uh, I watched it during the, uh, the, the best... Picture showcase. The shirt you're wearing. Yeah, the shirt I'm wearing. I forgot I was wearing the shirt, honestly. <laughs> um, last year, and it's one of it's one of those movies where it, that you know it's like emotional porn where it's just like everything is the saddest, most depressing moment of these people's lives. Yeah. This is all you're going to get to see. It's like I get it that happens in real life and drama's best. You know, you know, you need conflict to make drama, but. Uh, Jesus Christ, these people weren't always depressed all of the time. Can we see, like, even a single happy moment in their entire lives? Yeah. Uh, Tom and Christina from your mom's house. Okay. Uh, they call those, they call all of those movies white bummers. Where white people are so, have it so easy that they go to see those movies to feel something. <laughs> <laughs> so they call them white bummers. That's probably why people like This Is Us, which is the same shit on, just on TV, where it's like, here's the most dramatic moments in all of these people's lives. And everyone was really upset when the dad died. Yeah. It's like, he's not dead. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Or like, and I, I imagine uh, a million little reasons or whatever it's called. The guy from Psych is on it. Um, uh-huh. I think it's called a million little black reasons. Dude or white dude from white Psych. White dude. Okay. From Psych. I didn't um, know he'd done anything after Psych. Yeah. I don't know if the black dude's done anything after Psych. He, he, he did stuff. When was West Wing? Because he was on West Wing. I think that was before Psych. <laughs> Might have been ending around the around the time Psych was beginning, but I know I'm. West Wing is also where uh, binging with Babish got the name Babish from, because apparently Babish is a small character in the show West Wing. I did not know that. I found it out from something. Oh, from an interview. It was Hot Ones interview with binging with Babish. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> that I did. I just I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, so Psych started in 06, West Wing ended in 06. Okay. I remember seeing trailers for West Wing. <laughs> uh, Dulé Hill, who plays uh, Burton Guster, the black guy on uh, Psych, uh-huh. uh, he's on Ballers. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Oh, I love Ballers. You watching the newest season? I had uh, Okay, I didn't see the last episode of the last season, and then I don't have HBO anymore, so I'm ah. not able to watch it. But I saw pretty much the first two seasons. That's great. Gotcha. I've watched none of it. I fucking love Rob Cordroy. He's so funny, though. You know who that is, right? I think I think I know who that is. Just he's one of many bald white men. Yep, I know who that is. <laughs> um, just from watching the previews. Um, no, I'm watching Righteous Gemstones right now, and oh, are you? Only two more episodes of that, and then uh, Watchmen starts in a few weeks, so I'm gonna watch that. Wait, 
Righteous Gemstones only has two more episodes of the season? Yeah. Whoa. That's, that's pretty crazy. good. That's good. Yeah? Really Do you like it? it? Yeah. I'm probably going to watch Vice Principals after it's done. Oh, you, you have to. Like, I saw the first episode of Righteous Gemstones, so I kind of, like, having seen two series with Danny McBride in them already, Yeah. I get a vibe for where this character's going, and it seems like more of a Kenny Powers from Eastbound and Down. Sure. Vice Principals, Neil Gamby is so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, because... Again, I used to, I would catch the end of episodes of Vice Principals when uh, I was just watching last week tonight. Uh-huh. So it would be like, I have no context for anything that's going on. <laughs> My favorite one that I've still seen was the one where they accidentally take acid at the football game. <laughs> yeah. and, and they uh, look at each other under the bleachers, we live here now. <laughs> yeah, and they like <laughs> imagine themselves like blasting like students into space and shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, what have you done? Or, no, you made her a martyr. We live here now. <laughs> so, I've, like, so I've seen the That's from ends the first of, season. Yeah. yeah. So I've seen the ends of episodes. <laughs> Did you see but, them fighting? Like, because the, the skinny principal was going to put acid in the football. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. He was going to put acid in the, in the their co- football the team's water. water. Yeah. And uh, they're fighting over it because Neil's like, that's going too far. And then the water splashes all over them. And they're like, this gets absorbed through the skin. <laughs> yeah. So then they start tripping balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, <laughs> I literally watched all of that happen. I'm like, I had no idea why he was trying to, to put acid in the football player's water. But uh, it was funny. Yeah. 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 So no, I, I, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch Watchmen. Uh, as what do you this- think of Watchmen? I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um, you like the the movie though, right? I like the movie. I love the comic. Um, you like the comic more than the movie? Um, I like the way the movie ends better. Mm. Um, which, uh, spoiler alert for a pretty old movie and an even older graphic novel at this point. Um, right there. You've read it. Not all of it, no. If you know how it ends. Have you watched the movie? Yeah, I know how the movie okay. ends. I've so seen the, all the movie. I haven't read so, that. So in the movie, they, uh, he pins it on, uh, Ozymandias pins it on Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. In the book, uh, Ozymandias, like, the whole time has, like, these, like, scientists and artists and shit, like, creating, like, this extraterrestrial being. Yeah, like, the giant, giant squid creature. thing. Yeah. And he, then he kills all of them. And then he teleports the squid thing into the middle of, like, Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And that's what everybody thinks, like, some interdimensional aliens are invading the planet. Mm-hmm. So that's what rallies everybody together okay. to avert the, the nuclear war. And from what I understand, the show is supposed to be a sequel to the book, not the movie. Oh, interesting. So it's probably so the main difference being the ending. It's okay. different. So... My take on it was, so I knew that um, the plot, instead of a nuclear bomb going off, it was in the book, it's about this giant squid creature that attacks New York. Now, I did think that, like, it actually was an interdimensional creature. I thought Ozymandias just figured out a way to teleport it from this other dimension to New York. I didn't realize he had scientists make it. Yeah. And then he just dropped it he off. He faked the whole thing. Just like, I mean, he faked the, the Dr. Manhattan attack still. Right. No, I know. But I thought like he actually made a portal to go with to have it oh, bomb yeah. there, and still like played off the fake or the con, whatever. Mm. But I definitely even just knowing that's the idea, I definitely like the way it played out in the movie better. It makes way th- more sense, especially with it being America and Russia. Yeah. So have a 
a nuclear explosion of sorts go off yeah. and make it the hero of America, too. Or the well, pseudo-hero of America. Yeah. Because he kind of... Well, I mean, that's he why he started... stopped being a hero because Ozymandias made it so. Yeah, that's basically Excuse why. I, like, I saw some people say that it didn't make sense having Doctor Manhattan do it because Doctor Manhattan was always like the the hero, like you said, the hero of America. Until like he was he... supposed. So even at the even with the fact that he attacked America, I've seen people be like, well, they would probably still see that it's like some sort of a false flag to get away with attacking Russia and things like that. So. But it, I disagree with that because you see him become more and more like unhinged, and he like he just wants to get away from humanity. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why he goes and lives on Mars for a little while. A little while? Doesn't he just end up staying there? He, no, he lives there for a little while. Well, he, I think he goes back at the end of the, the well, book. Well, yeah, because I, I know he comes back to Earth to help out. Yeah. I assumed he just went back there after yeah. the movie. <laughs> he's uh, apparently, from what I understand, he's supposed to be in the show, Doctor Manhattan. So. Mm. It's probably not going to be Richard Bart, though. Probably not. Or Roger Bart. I'm not Roger sure. Bart. But I, I'm pretty excited for it. I get why people uh, are, you know, wary. Uh, because a lot of people, Alan Moore especially, because it's his, like, Watchmen's like his baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually was rewatching this uh, series that I really liked on uh, from The Escapist called The Big Picture. Um, mm-hmm. uh, done by uh, movie Bob Chipman, who... I don't really care for his stuff on his own channel, but I really, really liked the the big picture stuff, where he like he mostly just talks about like geek culture and stuff, and he mentions the fact that like the Watchmen was originally like he doesn't like people doing stuff. Alan Moore doesn't like people doing stuff with his characters, but a lot of his career started from reinterpreting things other people have done with characters. Mm-hmm. So he's like, on one hand, it's like I get it, but on the other hand, it's what you did. Yeah. So. Um, so I understand where some people are wary about the show, but also like I'm like it's not they're not trying to redo the show. They're trying to be like here's a new story in the Watchmen universe. It's got like one of the characters from Watchmen in it. Mm-hmm. Period. Cuz like Rorschach, right? No, Rorschach's dead. Oh, he is dead in the show. Yeah, Rorschach dies in the book. Well, but there's like this whole Rorschach cult oh, that yeah, you see well, in the so show's trailers. At the end of the, the movie, remember, he mails his journal to like that far right wing. Oh, and then they, so they probably take from publish it and yeah, stuff. So they probably took it. That's the most likely where those guys are from. Mm. So I didn't know that he also dies in the book, so yep. I figured if they, you know, changed the ending from the book to the movie, maybe they did that also. Yep. I don't know. So then, wait a minute. What's Doctor Manhattan's point of view in the book? It's the same. But like, so he decides like, oh yeah, I can't tell these people what mm-hmm. really happened. So yeah, because thing. yeah, it's all the same thing. The only thing that's really that different is the fact that the blame is not on him for the, blowing exactly. up New York. I kind of like the idea that he plays an extra big martyr too. It's like, it's fine. I'll let them blame me. No, yeah. I don't want to hang here anyway. Yeah, he does. He doesn't care. He's like since he became Doctor Manhattan, he's felt, you know, separate from humanity. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Like a lot of people's big complaint with the movie is just that it's too long. And then, like Laud said forever ago, that it would make the perfect series. And now they're making a series out of it, but, but not, not out of the, the story. Yeah, I don't know. Why well, I think I think Watchmen is just. It would make a good mini series, yeah. But I then think people, that's what he meant, like, yeah. I was gonna say, but then you know, people want. I mean, you wouldn't make like, it three seasons long. No, 
Of course, uh, speaking of miniseries, because I really like the Good Omens one on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that a miniseries? Yeah, it's only oh. six episodes. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, apparently, I didn't realize this, uh, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett apparently had like started like an outline for uh, Good Omens 2. Hmm. Um, but then that didn't get anywhere, and then Terry Pratchett died, so... Oh. Um, but uh, apparently there... I read somewhere that there might be consideration of like adapting that to a good omens season two. Oh, okay because if you watch good omens like it, by the end of it you're like how can they do another season of this yeah so there's a few things that have been like that and then i hear that they're trying to make a sequel i'm like why like what i can't think of anything specific but I've, i know i've like thought that before i'm trying to f- remember something like that uh Or maybe it was more so the feeling of like where they end it and it feels like it should have a sequel or a sequel series or something and then they just don't continue it. Yeah. Like not even like it was just canceled. They just don't. It's like, oh, you could have kept going though. I can't. I don't know why I'm having trouble figuring. Because I know I felt that feeling before. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of one either. Fuck. You know what I'd love to see made into a movie? What? Fucking Kingdom Come? Oh, yeah? I fucking love that one. They have an animated Kingdom Come. I haven't watched it. I should probably check it I've out. I've seen it at Family Video, I think. <laughs> I've at least seen that Superman, that version of Superman with the black S instead. Yeah. You want to see it real quick? The S is, the background of the S is black. Oh, okay. So the saying. S is red, but it's on a black shield. Yeah. Plus, I just fucking love the artwork. Alex Ross Alex, is great. Yeah. Like, I didn't mind the Justice League movie. I get that people don't like it. Mm-hmm. But my... It had a great poster where it was like the Alex Ross, like the fucking cover to Kingdom Come almost. Yeah. With the characters. Well, yeah, and then nothing beats the one screensaver um, of the whole DC universe. They've got, like, the good guys version and yep. uh, this one. Yeah. It's really fun that how small it's made. <laughs> I know which one you're talking about, though. Yeah, thank you. Ah, here we go. Why is it only 400 fucking pixels? God damn it. That's a little better. But yeah, and then they have the villain's version of it, too. Yep. Which I just, I love. I love Alex Ross's, like, artwork. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I bought Jordan a book a few Christmases ago, and it's just all Alex Ross artwork. It's just a collection of that. That'd be awesome. His Shazam stuff is really cool looking. Oh, I bet. I like. I still have a very vivid, like I can picture the the frame in my mind from Kingdom Come where uh, Superman's fighting Shazam, mm-hmm. and like Shazam is just like, it's a low angle on Shazam, like Superman's like down on his knees basically, and Shazam's just like hovering over him like superhero pose. Just like looking down on him, mm-hmm. and it just—it's such a great fucking. I still haven't frame. read it. Spoiler alert: Sam and Superman end up fighting. Well, I figured they would, <clears throat> since Superman can't hold a candle to magic, so yeah, it's a good pairing to actually fucking knock Superman down. Which is also the first time I ever realized the rule that uh, Shazam could say Shazam and then dodge out of the way of the lightning bolt and use it as a weapon. Oh really? That's what he does. Thanks, John. You're welcome. <laughs> 
That is cool. Fun fact, the lightning doesn't work on anybody else. (laughs) It doesn't turn Superman into a child. No, it turns Superman (laughs) into like an even more powerful character. A magic Superman. Yeah. You know what? I want to look into what Superman red and blue is. You heard about that? No. There's literally two Superman. One's red, one's blue. Hmm. You know which one I want to want to read is Superman Red Sun. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, hold on. Uh, Superman. Uh, yeah. This. You haven't seen that? No, I've not seen that. That artwork before. <laughs> wow. Why? Why do you keep getting the tiniest fucking resolution ones? Because all these images are super small pixels, and there's a 4K screen. <laughs> I guess. I mean, that's what I would assume. But no, I've never seen that before. Uh, the second incarnation of Superman Red and Superman Blue began in 1998. Huh. Wait, uh, what's this? While temporarily deprived of solar energy required to give him power, Superman had developed energy-based abilities, which eventually forced him to adopt a blue and white containment suit to prevent the energy dispersing. Uh... Wait, where'd the red one come from? To turn his powers off, through though this took time to control, as he inadvertently fried a toaster at home. I'm sorry, what? Uh, oh, okay, they explain where Superman Blue came from, but I don't know where Superman Red came from. Alright, whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Honestly, I was figuring it was like a multiverse thing, so... Like the Infinite Earths type of deal. I, where you got Superman red and blue. I assumed it was like Superman split himself in half. Where it's like uh, um, that episode of Danny Phantom where he's able to separate the ghost ver- or the heroic version of himself from the lazy version of himself hmm. with the uh, Fenton Dreamcatcher. I don't remember that, but it's been a long time since I've watched Danny Phantom. That was a really good show. That was a good show. <laughs> uh, that show got dark at times too. Yeah. But, you know. I wouldn't mind, like, fucking, like, Hulu or some shit playing those. I'm surprised it's not on Amazon Prime, to be honest. Yeah. SpongeBob was for a while. I think they took it off Prime now, though. Because you suck, Amazon. Shame on you. Uh, sure. <laughs> so what movie do you want to do for next week? Oh, I think man. we bored the people enough. I, I don't know. I don't know what uh, we want to do next week. What, what was the one you said? Because I said possibly Down With Love. Mm. And I thought of that because of Ewan McGregor. Driver, a movie that we had seen. Firefight. Oh, yeah, That yeah, was yeah. one that neither of us had seen. Right. Okay, let's look it up real quick. Um, Where to watch Firefight. Exactly. Fire dite. Fire fight. Fight fire with fight. Firefight movie. Free. It's called Free Fire. Okay, where is it at? Ah, there we go. Yes. Set in Boston, 1978, a meeting in a deserted warehouse between two gangs turns into a shootout and a game of survival. Yes, that is the movie. Ben Wheatley. Amy Jump. Ben Wheatley. Another, uh, another Army Hammer movie. Oh, yeah, he is in that. Yeah, because he has that big-ass beard. Okay. Yeah, you down to watch this? 
Yeah, let's do Free Fire. Now find out where we can watch it. So I have to. So I'll know if I have to rent it. Watch Free Fire. What? God damn it. <laughs> where to watch Free Fire? God damn it. You hit enter, not delete. I know. Make sure it's actually on Prime Video. Yeah, holy shit, it's on Prime. Dope. For now, let's <laughs> let's watch it right now, and we'll just right away do the do yeah, the podcast. You know it'll be fucking gone tomorrow. Yep. This movie's just called. Oh, I remember when this came out. Just Gringo, because it's not Get the Gringo. Because Get the Gringo was the Mel Gibson movie. Right. Did you ever see that? No. Have you seen anything with Mel Gibson after like The Patriot? Uh. <laughs> yeah uh he was in uh expendables three. Oh, was he yeah i haven't seen anything after expendables one. Oh. uh and then uh i watched uh hacksaw ridge which was really good is he in it no but he directed it well yeah uh i saw the end of hacksaw ridge there was one other movie that he was i'm in. more so annoyed with hacksaw ridge that i am impressed with it like i know it's really? based on a true story and it's a, a heroic story but at the same time like just fucking pick up a gun dude <laughs> Like I get, I get why, but he the story annoys to be. me. I'm definitely with the other soldiers in this in his crew. At yeah. first, the story would not been has been as good if he did that. So. No, I know, but it's, I don't know. Just a dick, I guess. I guess. <laughs> um, shit. What was it? there? Was one other movie? Oh, Machete. Uh, Machete kills. Oh yeah, didn't he play like the president or something? No, he was just the bad guy in that one. Oh, who was the president? Uh, Charlie Sheen. Oh, that's right. No, Martin Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Was it Charlie Sheen? Charlie Sheen. I thought it was Martin Sheen. No. Oh. I haven't seen it, so. <laughs> so I thought I'd correct you. I'm positive turn. it's Charlie Sheen. <laughs> now you're making me doubt myself. Okay, well, let's look it up. Let's look it up, and then we'll uh, let, the, let the good people go. I think it is Charlie Sheen now. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I do, too. about Sofia Vergara's fucking machine gun jugglies. What? Danny Trejo was in this movie? <laughs> Yeah, you didn't know that. You fucking dummy. Yeah, it's Charlie Sheen. Okay. Also, one of my favorite cameos. You're caught up on uh, what we do in the shadows, right? No. The show? No. I thought I you watched watch a single episode of it. Really? I thought you did. No, I watched part of an episode. Oh. Oh, you watched the one with Dave Batista. Yeah. Where was that? You're also the only person I know who would call him Dave Batista. It's just Batista. <laughs> Because everyone like I know knows him from wrestling, where he was just Batista. Oh yeah, see, I don't, I don't, I don't watch wrestling. <laughs> I know. Um. Anyway, spoiler alert. Uh, that same episode with uh, Dave Batista is uh, like the Vampire Council. Yeah. Did you watch like who was on the council? Uh, the guys. Well, three the guys from the movie. Yeah. Tilda Swinton led the council. Oh, I didn't know that. Danny Trejo was on the council. The oh, council. Was he really? It was like all these actors who had played vampires in movies. Oh, like that's funny. Wesley Wait, Snipes. When was Tilda Swinton? Swinton. I couldn't figure it out. But then uh, it was uh, Tilda Swinton. Uh, who's the guy who plays uh, Pee Wee Herman? Oh, uh, Paul Rubens? Yeah, he was there. Uh, Danny Trejo was there. Um, Another and then, man famous for child pornography. Who, for some reason, still no. It wasn't. It wasn't child pornography. Paul Rubens. Yeah, no. He, he had a huge. Well, no, no. He, he got in he trouble got for jerking jer- off. Yes, in a but porno he theater. also has child, like old child pornography. But it it gets counted as like he just collects pornography memorabilia. 
and some of it happens to be child pornography. I did not know that. Yes. I just knew about the time we got caught in a porn theater. No, he really likes collecting porn memorabilia. And some of it is child pornography. (laughs) That's problematic. (laughs) Um, Okay. Um, Anyways... Uh, and then, like, a couple other people who were who played vampires in movies. And then, uh, like, Wesley Snipes was Skyping in. And they're pissed off because he's a vampire hunter. But technically, he's half vampire. You know, uh-huh. get it, Blade? Um, yes, thank you. And then... Uh, you I know, thought he was just that in real life. I didn't... <laughs> yeah. And then, Blade? Uh, Sorry, what? <laughs> uh, and then, like, they, like, listed off, like, people who couldn't be there. And they're like, Tom, Brad, could, could they not make it? <laughs> um, and apparently, Brad, from what I heard... Brad Pitt wanted to do it, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, there was a scheduling conflict and he couldn't. He just couldn't. Yeah, he was busy beating the shit out of some Charles Manson <laughs> acolytes. Probably at that at that point, probably. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, that was that was a good episode. The Vampire Council one was like one of the best episodes on that show. See, I didn't see the whole episode. I saw when they were like talking to Batista. Yep. And then they got in, and then they're all, like, like under sheets and dancing around. And then I noticed the guys from the original movie. Yeah, I know. Um, Molly and I just rewatched uh, the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, we I just noticed them, like, when they were dancing around. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, they're there. So. <sighs> Excuse me. Good show. Good show. We'll see. No, it's a good show. <laughs> we'll see. Until I've seen it. You want another spoiler from this season? Good. It's Schrodinger's show right now. You want another spoiler from the season? Sure. Uh, fucking uh, uh, Nandor's familiar. Uh, Nandor. Nandor is neither of the two British vampires. He's like the one from like the Middle East. Oh, okay. okay. I, I know nothing of the show. I okay. don't know who the main characters are. Yeah, there, so there's the three vampires okay. that were like in the chamber with Dave Batista. Okay. And like they were like telling him the story. Um, he was like the tallest one. Okay. Anyways, his familiar, uh, uh, does like a DNA test for everybody, like, like a 23andMe type of thing mm-hmm. to just be like, oh, you know, it'd be fun to kind of like see where, you know, y- your ancestry as well as like your, any descendants, like Nandor has like 200,000 living descendants. <laughs> um, but then, uh, he, he get, uh, uh, Guillermo looks at his. And uh, it turns out, like, he's got, like, uh, Danish blood in him, and he's related to Van Helsing. <laughs> and, like, he likes, like... Oh, does Hel- Hugh Jackman show up? No. Oh, fuck. But, uh, like, he finds out he's related to Van Helsing, he's like... He doesn't think that Van Helsing's real, he's like, but vampires are real. And then he remembers he accidentally killed two vampires on the show. <laughs> 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 and, like, the rest of the episode, like, he's just, like, real worried he's accidentally gonna kill... The vampires, <laughs> yeah, because like uh, one of Nandor's descendants dies, and they like because Nandor scares them. Like oh, he's yeah. like trying to like connect with them, but it's like a ninety-eight-year-old woman. He's like tapping on her. She lives on like the third floor, and he's like outside her window, <laughs> and so she dies. And they go to the funeral service, which is in like a Catholic church, mm-hmm. and they're all like sitting there, like like smoke is rising. They're in a lot of pain because like, it's hollowed ground, right? And they leave, and then, like, Nandor catches fire. So he's like, quick, Guillermo, get some water to put it out. And Guillermo just, like, throws water on him, but he throws it out of, like, a holy water fount. And so he, like, throws holy water on Nandor. Does the fire get bigger? Or... No, it goes out, but it still causes, like, uh, a lot of pain. I would like the fire to get him bigger, like, he threw gasoline on him <laughs> that instead. Would, that would have been great. 
God, that's such a good show. It's on Hulu now. Oh, yeah? Or Hulu or Netflix, one of the two. Probably Hulu. I think it's Hulu. I would assume Hulu. Hulu so, gets more like... The FX shows. Well, yeah, just like more TV shows. Yeah. That fast, anyway. Netflix doesn't get that fast of a turnaround, typically. Yeah. You should watch it, though. It's a good show. Mm. All right. Um, so should you, listeners. No, don't go watch that. But uh, so next week, Hulu. listen to our podcast for... Free Fire. Free Fire. Thank you. I almost yeah. said Firefight again. It's all right. Uh, yeah, do that. And uh, I didn't realize Lady Gaga was also in Machete. Yes. All right. Don't be late. Oh, boy. Ooh.